0: What is hope for? It's a pretty broad question. And I want to keep it broad for right now. What do you hope for? It could be all different kinds of things. I'm sure as I look across you, there's probably a lot of different things you hope for. Maybe if you're like me, it's been pretty dry. I hope for some really good rain. It's just kind of messed around for a couple days and nothing has really showed up. My lawn is still looks dead. So maybe you're having something outside and you hope it doesn't rain today. I don't know. For you students who are looking forward to school starting, um, you'll be hoping that you pass that test or get a good grade in that class. And for those of us who love basketball, we're glad to see the NBA has started back up again. And I don't know what your team is. But you might hope that your team will win the championship. Maybe it's the Lakers. Are there any Lakers fans? Ah, there's one. Any other fans out there? Yeah? Other teams? Not going to say? Okay. (laughs) But yeah, it's good to watch basketball. You hope hope your team wins. And maybe if you like football, you hope that football actually starts. We don't know what's going to happen with football for sure. Maybe you hope you win the lottery. Um... Those would be some simple things, I think. Maybe some bigger things would be like you hope to get married. Maybe some of you who are single. Or you hope to have children someday. Maybe you hope to get a job, a certain job that you'd like to have after college. Or you just are hoping for that promotion that is, that's possible. It could be you hope that that medical test that you had is going to come back negative. Maybe it's current things, like you hope that things will return to normal someday, whatever it takes for that to happen, that they'll return to normal. Or maybe you hope that, fill in the blank, so-and-so wins the election. Maybe you hope that racism is eliminated in the world, or that you hope that the world becomes less divisive and more peaceful. Well, for me, I could think of a couple things. One simple thing today, I hope the astronauts get home safely today. I don't know. I'm watching them come home. They're, They're about to splash down sometime this afternoon. But more importantly, I hope that this message makes a difference with someone today, whether you're here in this building or whether you're online watching this somewhere out there. The title of my message is Finding Hope. And I hope that someone here today will find hope. I know that there are many difficult situations that we find ourselves in. And sometimes we find difficulty, we have difficulty in finding hope. We look around and it just seems like everything looks gloomy. And sometimes we wonder, is there, are there things to hope in? Maybe you're feeling hopeless this morning or you have in the past. Well, the scripture that we're looking at today is primarily one verse, and it's Romans 15, 13. And Paul, it's really a a prayer for the Roman church and for the church in general. He says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. So my hope is that every one of us here, will abound in hope. Does that sound maybe too much, to abound in hope? Uh, It could be, but I think it's possible that each person here could abound in hope. We have that possibility. And so the question that I really want to put out today as we look at this verse is how do we find hope? How do you and I find hope. Where do we find it? What does it look like? How do we get to it? I think this is probably at the heart of our deepest desire, is to have hope, something to hope for. We want to believe in something, not just in something, but in something good that's going to happen. And we could be confused about that, what is good for us, what's good for others, what's good for the world, a lot of confusion probably about what is good for us, but I think for all of us, deep down, we want to hope and believe in something good. It's why so many stories have been written where the good guy or the good girl wins in the end. That's how the story is supposed to end, right? We, we, <clears throat> we love those stories. They write movies one after another with the same plot all the time, and everybody just loves those stories. They, the good guy or the good girl wins in the end. Hope is what motivates us and gives us purpose. We want to believe that good will prevail. And we have our own story, somewhat of a, if not a fairy tale ending, at least a good ending that we hope will happen for us. I could tell you my story and how I, want, how I would like to see my life turn out, and you could tell me your story about what you hope for your life, how it will turn out, what will happen. But here's the thing. The older we get, the more we realize that many of these hopes have just not materialized, and maybe never will. Some of the things that we've hoped for, realize that they, they haven't happened. And so what do we do with that? We look around us and we see things that we hope for and they don't happen. What do we do with that? Well, there's a lot of temptation to just maybe get sad or depressed about it. Uh, We could get angry and be bitter about it. Or we have the possibility this morning to still be hopeful or even abound in hope when some of those things that happen in this world and happen in our life just don't happen? They aren't the things that we've imagined would happen. We have the possibility this morning to still have hope and to abound in hope. So this is a really important question to ask. How do we find hope? The answer to that question can sustain us. Whatever comes in life, it can sustain us. So before we answer that question, I think we need to be clear on what is hope. What are we talking about? What does it look like? If you go to the definition online or in the dictionary, it says things like a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. Or grounds for believing that something good may happen. A feeling of trust. To want something to happen or to be the case or to intend, if possible, to do something. These are how the dictionary tries to define hope. And all of those really have to do with the future, right? Hope is always looking to the future. It is living with the belief or expectation, the desire that something good is going to happen in the future, it reminds me of that song back in 1986 if some of you are old enough to remember by Timbuk 3 uh future so bright got to wear shades remember that anybody remember that song yeah it's it's kind of a fun song I study nuclear science I love my classes I got a crazy teacher he wears dark glasses things are going great and they're only going to get better I'm doing all right, getting good grades, the future's so bright, I gotta wear shades. And I asked Peyton if I could borrow his shades this morning, I guess I'm gonna have to take these off, but he said these were the coolest ones he had, so, Um, although he gave me another pair, I think this other pair, I'll try those later, but, all right, I gotta put my glasses back on because I can't read my notes, so. It's a cool song, it's about the future. Hope is about the future. We don't want to hope for things. We don't hope for things that have already happened. We hope for things that we desire to happen, that we believe are going to happen. Paul puts it this way earlier in Romans chapter 8. He says, for in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. So hope is about the future. Things that we do not see and we're waiting for them to happen. We're waiting with patience. Is your future so bright that you got to wear shades? Is that the way you look at your future? The second thing about hope I think is important to remember is it's about faith. Hope is about faith. It's about trusting in something or someone. Now, you can have hope in something, but if you don't have faith in whatever it is that's going to make that happen, whether it's you or someone else, you really don't have much hope, do you? Because you've got to believe that that's going to happen, and whoever is responsible for that to happen, you've got to believe that they can make it happen, whether it's you or a friend or someone in the world. So hope is about faith. It's about trusting in someone, in something. And you know, it's funny, the song that I just talked about, most people think that that song is just about an optimistic kid in college, but actually the song is talking about nuclear war. Believe it or not, most people don't know that. There's a fourth verse that they didn't include on the album. It goes like this. Well, I'm well aware of the world out there getting blown all to pieces. What do I care? Things are going great and they're only going to get better. I'm doing all right, getting good grades. Future's so bright, I got to wear shades. He's talking about the fact that there's going to be a nuclear explosion. That's why you got to wear shades. It's an ironic song. But I think the irony of that song captures the irony of living on this earth. What or who do you put your hope in? And maybe you just put your head down and don't look at anything and don't worry about anyone else or anything else, just yourself. My future's looking bright. Not going to worry about it, I'm going to ignore the things around me. Back then, of course, the threat was nuclear war. Now it's coronavirus. There's always going to be something like that in our day, in the days of your children, whoever. There's always going to be something like that. So where are you going to put your trust? In who are you going to place it? Where do you find hope in this crazy world? Well, I'm here to tell you that the answer to that question is God. Now, you might think that's simplistic, and I have friends who would disagree with me on this, but nothing else to me makes sense. Back to Romans 15:13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. The God of hope, may he fill you. Real hope comes from God. He's the only one who can deliver and does deliver on his promises. Now some do, but not all of them. None of us deliver on everything that we set out to do or say that we're going to do. He's the only one who can deliver. He's the only one who is sovereign over all. He created the world. He sustains the world. He's working out a plan that cannot be stopped. Scripture says that the nations are like a drop in the bucket to him. No one can restrain him or tell him what to do. We as humans, we know we are finite, but he is infinite. We are created. He has always been. He is the God of hope. He is the source of hope. He is the only one who can be trusted. And he desires for each one of us here to not only have hope, but to abound in hope. The future's so bright. Gotta wear shades. That should be true for us as believers. I think maybe we ought to, um, everybody next Sunday ought to bring your shades, okay? Because we of all people should live this way. The future's so bright, and not in an ironic way, but in a positive way. We gotta wear shades. And I tell you, I'm gonna have to have ones with prescription because you all look pretty blurry out there right now. So if you wanna wear them next Sunday, hey, there's an invitation out there. And we'll all know why you're wearing them. Not just because you're trying to hide something, but because you believe the future is bright. We know the world is going to be destroyed, don't we? Like one way or another, it's no surprise to us. That shouldn't shake us or make us worry for some reason. The Bible talks about it. We've read about it. We've studied about it. It's going to happen sooner or later. How that will happen, how that will come about, none of us really knows. But regardless of what we see and how dark the future of this finite world might look, for those who believe in Jesus, the future is so bright. So my question to you this morning is simply, do you believe that? Do you believe that? Many of us have heard that for years, maybe you've grown up in the church, heard that said and preached, you've read it in the Bible. But as I said, hope is tied very strongly to belief. And so, if your hope is flagging, if your hope is weak, it's likely the foundation of belief is probably weak. Weak. So do you, do you believe it? Or have you gotten mired in the muck of this day and age that you've forgotten the great hope that you have through Christ? I like what Alexander McLaren has to say. He's a preacher from the 1800s. Speaking on this verse of Romans 15, 13, he says, The attitude of the Christian mind ought to be a cheery optimism, an unconquerable Hope. The best has yet to be, is the true Christian thought in contemplating the future for myself, for my dear ones, for God's church, for God's universe. All of creation groans, is waiting, waiting for that day that is promised to come. That bright future, being born again. Literally born again to new people. The future is definitely bright. You remember the passage that Chris read for us this morning in 1 Peter 1. I'll just repeat the first few verses. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again. To a living hope. We we sang about that living hope this morning. A living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. To an inheritance. Listen to the inheritance that we have to look forward to. An inheritance that is imperishable. An inheritance that is undefiled. An inheritance that is unfading. Kept in heaven for you. Who by God's power... The infinite God are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Ready to be revealed. We have a tremendous hope. We have a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We have an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, kept in heaven for us, guarded by God's almighty power. Do you believe that? Do we understand what we have ahead of us? I was thinking this week, um, Dave King is with us this morning. His father passed away this week. And his father pastored a church for how many years did he pastor? 53 years. Small church down in southern Ohio. And I was just imagining as I was out for a run, thinking, what is it like for him to like come home, a faithful follower of Jesus, to just this, this difficulty of life, the things that he struggled with. He struggled with cancer the last few days of his life. But to be done with all of that and to be home with Jesus, what a fantastic thing to look forward to for each one of us. He's home with his Savior, face-to-face. Do we believe that? I believe it. My hope is not in the election in November. My hope is not in a vaccine or even getting back to normal. My hope isn't there. My hope is not in my family, that everything is just going to work out the way I think it should with my family. My hope isn't there. And I love all of you, but my hope is not in you either, that you're going to do what I hope you will. Some of you will believe and some will not. Some will follow and some will turn away. Some will even turn away. They'll turn on me at times or away from me personally. My hope is not in LCF. In a 100 years, will this small church be here? I have no idea. I know the church of God is going to stand because God says it will stand, but individual places... They come and go. My hope is not in this nation. It has done good things and it has done terrible things. Like any other nation in the world. Past, present, and those in the future. My hope isn't there. My hope is not in myself. Now I appreciate how God made me I'm an engineer at heart and I appreciate those skills I was tearing apart a TV this week and it's just fun to troubleshoot it I found it out on the curb took it home figuring out how to fix it I just I enjoy that stuff that God made me that way and I relish it but my hope isn't in my ability it's not in my ability as a pastor I hope to help some of you in your walk with the Lord But if my hope is there, it's nothing. That's human effort. My hope is not there for you. It's not in myself. I've got nothing without God. I know that. It's very clear. I've got nothing without him. My hope is in God and his son, Jesus Christ. That's where it is. That's the only hope that I have. It's in the power of the Holy Spirit in my life and in others. My hope is in the promises of God for all of those who believe. Is that where your hope is? Do you believe? Do you really believe? Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Do you really believe in God and what He's promised you? What is your conviction? What are you convinced of? What is the most important thing that you could be doing right now based on those convictions? What are you doing right now based on your convictions? Because what we do tells everyone how we spend our time Energy, resources that tells the whole world, our family and everyone, what it is that we truly believe in. It's written out there every day where we spend our time and energy. Tells everyone what we believe in. So what is that? Be honest about it. What is that? I've had many conversations with friends over the years who either don't believe in God or aren't sure about him. And I appreciate their honesty. They're pretty straight with me about that. And it challenges me to know what it is that I believe. And am I acting on what I believe? It helps me to be better at giving the reason for the hope that I have. But you know, at some point, every one of us has to decide no one else can decide for us what we believe and what we're going to follow and how we're going to work that out in our lives. No one else can do that for us. Your pastor can't do that for you. Your parents can't do that for you. Your friends can't do that for you. You have got to decide yourself. There's no one else on that day who's going to stand before God or be a mediator between you and Him. You will be directly talking with Him. It's a decision you've got to make. I have often heard the point that I would believe in God if I could just have a little bit more proof, if I could see just a little bit more. If God would speak to them or show himself in a miraculous way or solve some particularly troubling problem, then, then, we would believe. That would convince my friends. Now, I respect them but I just don't buy that, okay? The question is, do you believe or not? You've got to decide. Hebrews eleven six says, And without faith is impossible to please Him, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who seek Him. If you truly want to know God and experience the hope that comes from knowing Him, then you must first have faith. You must first believe. You must first step out in faith. You must be all in. He doesn't need to show you anything more. He's revealed himself through his word and through his creation. Romans chapter 1, 19 and 20 says, For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them for his invisible attributes, Namely, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. God has shown himself to the world. He's shown himself to you. The idea that somehow he has to give more proof is a fallacy. You think back in the times of Jesus, many people saw his miracles. They stood there and watched him perform those miracles, and they still did not believe. It's not about more proof. It's about the question are you going to believe? You want to see God? Then he says, Draw near to me, and I will draw near to you. He gives you an invitation. but you're not going to see him by walking away from him. You want to see his power? Then surrender your entire life to him and to the work of his kingdom, and you will see his power. Step out in faith and believe in him with all your heart. Hold nothing back. Hebrews 11 tells us, of many who have done just that. It's an interesting read, and I'd encourage you, if you haven't read Hebrews chapter 11 for a while, to pull it out and read through it. It talks about Noah, who built a huge ark on dry land. It took him many years to build this ark by faith. He built this ark on dry land. Abraham, who went out not knowing where he was going, God just said, go, and he went. He had faith, believing that God was going to come through in the end, and he never saw it happen even in his lifetime. He saw some things, but he didn't see the final chapter written. Sarah believed that she would have a child as an old woman. Joseph believed that God would deliver his people from Egypt. He said, take my bones with you when you go back to the land of Canaan. Moses left his position as a prince of Egypt to lead his people. The Israelites, by faith, crossed the Red Sea on dry ground. Some saw the fulfillment of at least parts of the promise that God gave them while others, for others it didn't come till long past their lives were over. But all are still waiting for that final completion of God's great plan that is being worked out. Where do we find hope? We find it through faith and trust and belief in God and His Son Jesus. There is no other place that we can put our hope in. That is the only place that will stand. You have your own step of faith to complete. And it is only when you take that step of faith that I believe you will abound with hope. You have to take the step of faith first. When you take that step of faith, you will abound in hope and be filled with joy and peace in believing. What is your step of faith? I don't know exactly what it is. It's between you and the Lord. What He's asking you to do as a result of what you say you believe. But I know He asks all of us to take a step of faith and another step of faith. Each of us has our own story our own part of the puzzle that God has created us uniquely to fill. Will you take that step of faith like those others who have gone before you? Hebrews goes on to tell us in chapter 12 that since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, Let us throw off every weight and the sin that so easily entangles and run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, who for the joy set before him endured the cross and right now is seated at the right hand of God. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't put your faith in the other things in this world that are going to fail you. Don't do it. There is no hope in those things. Your only hope is in God and in Jesus Christ, His Son. That's the only place. Don't be discouraged. Don't lose your faith. Remember the joy that is set before you as Jesus remembered. 1 Peter 1, I want to close by just summarizing some of what it says. It reminds us that we are promised an inheritance again that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for all who believe, a salvation that will be revealed in the last day. And then the next verses tell us how it is that we respond to that. How do we respond to that? It says rejoice in this great hope, this living hope. Yes, we may suffer for a little while, but our faith is being tested. It's being refined like gold, that it may result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. That though we have not seen Him, we believe in Him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible. Now what kind of joy is that? I've wondered about it often. An inexpressible joy. There's, you're so full that you have no way of even getting it out. Words or songs or whatever, you can't find a way to even express it. The joy that comes from the hope that we have in Christ. Inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining The outcome of our faith. The salvation of our souls. And then, verse 13. I want to close our time with this. Peter says this in response to all of that. He says, therefore, prepare your minds for action. You see, our faith is not... Just by itself. It produces action in our lives. There are things that God is asking us to do to step out in faith because of what we believe. Prepare your minds for action and be sober minded. Set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Amen? All right, next Sunday. See if you got any cooler shades than Peyton. I don't know. These are pretty cool, Peyton. Thanks for letting me borrow them.